0: This is Skip Hall welcoming you to Heart of the Athlete, brought to
1: you by the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring athletes, coaches, and sports personalities of the Treasure Valley and we all enjoy living in america and we love america and we feel like that would even make america a better place and yeah. a better nation yeah. and so um, that's in a nutshell what king is about we have about 14 chapters throughout the country hmm. and we meet our chapters meet Praise monthly we do community service we do evangelistic outreach in the one example yeah. is in los angeles we we this summer we had a basketball league where we had uh, nearly fifty guys from the community playing in the league, eighteen years and up, and to play in the league, you had to attend a Bible study before every game, and we had a true manhood series that we taught at the, uh, you know, in the Bible study, mm-hmm. and so that was a way, like Gates of Hope, to use basketball to really minister and witness. To men who might not go to church, they may never go to church, or they have, they're for some right. reason they're antagonistic toward the church, and so um, that's just one example of what we do as the King Movement. Ultimately, we want to work with other Christians to help unite the body of Christ, the Bible believing body of Christ in Amen. America. Across racial, denominational, and political mm-hmm. yeah. lines. Amen. And we believe if we do that, as Jesus said in John 17, when we are one, the world will believe that the Father sent Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's what we want. By our love. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So love. our love for one another, yeah. you know, and the way we treat each other and things like that. So. That ultimately is one one thing the King Movement wants to work hmm. with other Christians to do. So, wow. um, yeah, it's you can learn more about it at kingmovement.com. Um,
0: so, yeah. Amen. Oh, praise God. You know, Chris, I know you've been involved in FCA a little bit. You've spoken at SCA huddles at both some colleges and some high schools. Yep. And, and I know you've been involved with Athletes in Action. You're on the board with AIA. And I actually wrestled for Athletes in Action one summer. Got to oh, go down wow. to South America and wrestle in Panama and Peru. And they used to do a lot of traveling teams, and I know FCA does some of that now too. And um, I know, obviously, you've seen a lot of coaches over your days, being a sports broadcaster, being an athlete yourself. And I know one of the things with FCA, we're 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 trying to pour a lot into coaches, and uh, uh, you know, being able to help coaches not just be a Christian, go to church on Sunday, but then you know, act like the rest of the world the rest yeah, of the week yeah. but trying to integrate their relationship with Christ and, and like some of what you're talking about here and I, I was on your website and one of the things you that you like to talk about is maintaining your faith in a secular career and I know there's a lot of folks listening that may not be athletes may not be coaches but they got you know they're, they're believers and they're wanting to integrate their their faith in Christ. And, you know, what what are a a few things that that you could encourage them, uh, some of our listeners, uh, in in what they do every day and their calling at their job or their career?
1: I think one of the things, one of the problems that we have is that a lot of times we compartmentalize our life. You know, we have our Christian, you know, our church, and maybe if we're involved in any ministry away from our job, then we have our job, then, you know— And I I think we're not called to compartmentalize our life. You know, obviously, I mean, you see me on television. I'm not preaching the gospel on television and stuff. But um, you have to take your faith everywhere you go, even on the job. And if you do that, then I think that's going to lead you to live out your faith Mm -hmm. uh, in your workplace. So if I'm bringing my faith, if I'm I look at it like. As Christians, when we get saved, the Holy Spirit comes into our heart. We know the Holy Spirit is is part of the Trinity, which is God. The Holy Spirit is God. Mm -hmm. So I like to think of it, and the Bible says, Jesus himself said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you always, even until the end of the age. So I like to think of it as Jesus is always with me. Mm -hmm. So everywhere I go, everything I do, Jesus is there. So if you if you picture Jesus coming to you in the flesh and saying, I'm going to live with you for the next month, everywhere you go, work, everywhere you in the car with your fraternity brothers, on your date, you know, I'm going to be with you to the movie theater. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to the movies with you. That would change how you behaved. You know, if Jesus was right there with you, Mm -hmm. that would change how you behave. And it also (laughs) should make you more confident. It should give you more boldness. Mm -hmm. It should give you more courage. It should give you more security. And that's how I try. You know, I'm not perfect. Sometimes I fall short. But that's how I try to live my life. Like, Jesus is with me every day. So as a coach, he's with you on that recruiting trip.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So are you going to do something illegal or are you going to? If Jesus is right there, he's with you when you're talking to your team. So are you going to curse and use foul language if Jesus is in the pep talk with you? You're like, that's, I think, if we can grasp that, I'll I, I put it in a marriage context. Even though my wife is not physically with me everywhere I go, mm-hmm. she's with me in spirit.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: So everywhere I go, it's like I'm taking my wife. You know, and so that will lead me not to be unfaithful, not to do things I shouldn't do, um, because my wife is with me, even Mm -hmm. though physically she may not be. That's how we need to think of Christ. He's literally with us wherever we go. And if we're conscious of that, then I think that will change the way that we behave and enable us to be Christ-like in whatever arena we're in. And, you know, we know Jesus was with sinners. He hung with sinners a lot. Mm -hmm. And yet he was able to remain Christ-like. And I don't think he was preaching to them all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, he was just there loving on them, fellowshipping with them, having fun at times. And so we can have fun and and have friends who aren't Christians and things like that. I have plenty. But I think if we're conscious that Jesus is with us all the time, I think that can help us live out our faith in the secular world. What
0: I mean. are some trigger points or, tr- or things that you help that you have in your mind that help you with that uh, when you're in different situations, traveling and things like that?
1: Well, I just know that nothing's hidden, <laughs> you know, <laughs> especially I, I, in our culture now. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Literally. You know, literally. Right. And I'm thinking more nothing's hidden from God, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, like so. I might be able to do something that my wife would never find out about or my children would never find out about. But God knows. Yeah. And he would find out about it. And um, so the Bible says that the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Hmm. You know, wisdom is what? Application. Wisdom is knowing, putting the knowledge you have about God into application and applying it to your life. And so... Um, I, I feel like, honestly, I have a healthy fear of God. We, mm-hmm. we don't like to talk about the fear of God mm-hmm. anymore. But I think it's, it's good to have a healthy fear of God. You know, I know he loves me. I know I have eternal life. I'm not walking on eggshells like, oh, can't do this, can't do that, can't do But having a healthy reverence for God, who he is, he's the Lord. And I grew up having a healthy fear of my father. You know, and that kept me from using drugs. That kept me from uh, not doing my homework. And that that led me to do a lot of positive things that have helped me in life and made me a better person and and given me more success. And I think that's how it is with God. Even though we have a friendship, we we can talk to Him, and um, He's understanding. He is Lord, Mm -hmm. you know. And so I think that that that's part of it, too. You know, um, you don't just walk all over. The Bible says God is not mocked. You don't just walk all over God and, you know, use him when you want something, you know. So I think having that understanding is something that, right. you know, and it's a challenge for all of us mm-hmm. who are in secular environments. And um, you have to just try to be led by the Holy Spirit Um and have a good circle of believers. Like at, at ESPN when I was there, uh, there were other Christians that worked at ESPN, and we had Bible studies every week. And, um, you know, we supported one another, and we talked about different things. And so um, having a support system is always important too.
0: Huh. Well, that's great. Well, Chris, it's been a blessing from the Lord to have you on the air here uh, with us the last couple of weeks. And uh, we sure appreciate you being in Boise. And... Uh, it's been just a blessing from the Lord And Vic, it's been great to have you on As a co-host these Thanks, last couple Ken. weeks Thank you It's a pleasure to be here It's well, been great, I really enjoyed it Well folks, if you're uh, interested in, uh, in these, these programs You can go to KBXL's website That's 94.1 FM And you can uh, re-listen to these shows as well And uh, have those podcasts there and then if you're interested in more information about the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and what's going on here in Idaho, you can visit our website at fcaidaho.org. That's fcaidaho.org. And actually, we got a few events coming up. We have uh, fields of faith that's going on in uh, several of our high schools around the around the valley. And uh, several schools are hosting these rallies uh, on the evening at their football fields and some of their their gyms and their basketball courts. And mm-hmm. uh, and then also uh, in November, we've got Jeff Kemp coming to town, Jeff Stacy camp and they'll be speaking at our uh, FCA couples getaway up in McCall and that's uh, November 10 eleven and twelve up in McCall and so you can get more information at that website so Chris there's been a lot going on in our country and across the world too but in our country especially with mm-hmm. with sports and and the talk of different racial injustices and things like that and athletes you know and how how do they you know display or how do they get this out and uh i i just saw that the seahawks just uh, had a just put together a players uh justice kind of for a formated formated uh this justice uh, organization out of their players mm-hmm. and so what are your thoughts about you know what's been going on and wow. how how the lord um, how the lord is and the tw- kneeling controversy twi- yeah intertwined in this
1: it's been a lot going on <laughs> i think one thing that is happening is and Boise's probably a great example. Um, but many white Americans don't really grow up around a lot of African Americans. And so they aren't exposed to what everyday life is like for a lot of African Americans. They may only see us on television playing sports or in music, entertainment, on the news, you know, whatever it may be. I mean, Boise's what? Less than 2% African-American. So mm-hmm. this would be a prime example. But be now, because of African-Americans dominance of sports, white America, if I may generalize, is now being exposed to how a lot of African-Americans really feel. Mm-hmm. You know, African-Americans grew up in this country. We have to understand white people. We learn white history in the schools all the time. We learn American <laughs> history from a white perspective. We learn European history. You know, we have to understand whites and what they, how they think to survive. The country's 70% white, mm-hmm. you know, and all the institutions are essentially run by whites. We have to understand that. But whites don't have to understand how blacks feel and what blacks think because we're a minority and we're not in a dominant position economically, educationally, Mm -hmm. the justice system. And so now I think whites are being exposed to how a lot of African Americans feel and things they experience with, in this particular case, the criminal justice system. Mm -hmm. In the black community, we've always had this phrase driving while black. That you just get pulled over as an African American for no reason. I got a cousin. He and a few of his African American friends were driving home from college, doing nothing, just driving home from college. The cops stopped them, mm. searched their their car, took out their luggage, oh, opened man. up the luggage on the side of the road, you know, and searched them. Didn't find anything. Like they're just the left airport. them yeah. And myself driving by myself. I've never been stopped by the police for no reason. I think a lot think that I'm white because I, I I could look white, but I've been stopped three times for no reason. And each time I had African-Americans in the car who look more, who are dark skinned and stuff. And so um, that is a, an experience that a lot of African-Americans go through. Um, and so whites maybe haven't had as many experiences like that. So, they're stunned at what's going on and so with the kneeling I think with Colin Kaepernick what's being uh, first of all I think it's gotten away from what his real purpose was mm-hmm. When now I don't I don't support him wearing the pig socks mm-hmm. um, but what his initial uh, protest was about for not standing for the anthem was about American citizens, unarmed American citizens being killed by policemen who are paid to protect and serve them. Right. And so I don't want that point to get lost. I think that's a just cause. I think we all know that America was birthed out of protest, Mm -hmm. you know, and and the the um, the first Americans who fought in the Revolutionary War who protested against the taxation, the T-tax mm-hmm. and all that, they didn't face the oppression that African-Americans have faced in this country. You know, They protested against a much more lenient system in Britain than African-Americans have faced here in America. And so I think that that's very American to protest, um, and especially doing it with Colin Kaepernick and the NFL players in a peaceful manner. Mm-hmm. And so I support Colin Kaepernick. I think he's shown a lot of courage. Um, and I think, you know, people are looking at it like he's protesting the flag or the anthem. First of all, he's not again. Secondly, what is more important? The flag and the anthem, as as much as we may like those, they are representative of the American people. Mm-hmm. That's all they are. It's lyrics to on paper and it's cloth that represent human beings. And what Colin Kaepernick and other African-Americans who are protesting are saying is we're protesting the death, the unfair murders of American citizens. Mm -hmm. What's more important, this flag or this song or actual American citizens Mm -hmm. who have been killed? whose families now don't have a father or right. don't have a son or don't have a, yeah. mu- a brother. And so that is what is being processed. So, so, again, I'm in full support of what Colin Kaepernick has done in that regard. Well, so and the funny
0: thing is, too, there's been whites that have been killed in that, that, those kind of situations, but you don't hear about that as much but and it's not but, as per
1: capita it's right. not on the level. And see there there's been a relationship between the police force. While I support the police force, we all need them. And right. particularly, we need them in the African American communities. You know, because there there a lot of them are higher crime areas. So we're not speaking against police men and the police force, but there has been a negative relationship between the criminal justice system and the African-American community ever since the end of slavery. And if you look at Jim Crow, there were a lot of laws put, I mean, ridiculous laws, vagrancy laws. You know, if you didn't have a job as an African-American, you could be put in jail. If you congregated a few African-Americans together, you could be put in jail. And that criminalized black men. Again, think about what that does to their families and to the perception that they may have. And so um, that... This this relationship between the justice system and African-American community must improve. There are a group of police officers, black and Hispanic in New York called the NYPD 12, who support Colin Kaepernick and who are suing the NY New York Police Department for what they see as unjust practices, unjust targeting mm-hmm. of the black and to a lesser degree Hispanic communities as far as arrest and summons, you know, and and all that. So, you know, um I, there needs to be criminal justice reform. Um and and, and I think um we we're talking about the king movement and our our desire to bring about racial uh reconciliation if you will yeah. in the church. I think one of the ways that that could happen, in fact, a critical way because let's face it, let's just not sugarcoat things for the most part, the black church and the white church are separate. Mm -hmm. And you have a lot of blacks who I don't want to make it all political, but who vote democratic black Christians, a lot of whites who vote Republican, you Mm -hmm. know, white Christians. And I believe that the way we can unite is to not come together on a left wing agenda or right wing agenda because both have negatives in them. Well, the Jesus and Christ both agenda have, exactly on a kingdom <laughs> agenda, right. and that kingdom agenda for the black community, that kingdom agenda is pro life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Pro, it's anti abortion, right? Because that's a life you're taking in the womb. But biblical pro life is from the womb to the tomb. So if you're really pro life, you're not only fighting for justice for those unborn babies. You're fighting for justice for Life. a Terrence Crutcher who had his hands up in the air and was unarmed and was shot down by police. you know, Or you're fighting for Philando Castile who had a baby and in the back seat and told the police, I have a gun, I'm not reaching for it, and he's still shot. That's pro-life too, defending them and fighting for justice in that case is pro-life. Yeah. So I believe if the church, if the black church can— You know, be (laughs) pro-life more in terms of uh, fighting against abortion and traditional marriage, which we all believe in. Right. And the white church can fight for biblical justice. You know, John the Baptist was asked by the Romans. Remember, he talked to the Romans and he said, do violence to no man. He didn't mean, of course, as a Roman soldier That at times there might not be a just cause for force, Mm -hmm. but obviously they were the Roman soldiers would abuse the Jewish citizens, Mm -hmm. police brutality. Right. And what he told them is do violence to no man unjustly meaning, you know, and so John the Baptist would say to our policemen in the United States, don't use your force and your position uh, unjustly, unjustly, yeah. whether it's African-Americans or whoever. And so if the quote unquote white church can take up justice issues, the biblical justice issues that the African-American church wants to. You talked about Colin Kaepernick when we were off the air fighting for these social justice issues mm-hmm. and Tim Tebow being more into personal salvation. Both of those are encompassed in the gospel. Right. That's the full gospel. The full gospel is yes personal salvation and all the morality that brings. Mm-hmm. And it's also social in that if we behave as Christians, if policemen behave as Christians, then they're not going to use police brutality. They're not going to unfairly treat African Americans or shoot them when they I mean we've seen on video planting A gun after an unarmed African-American was shot. And an African-American cop helped plant the gun. So it's not just always just whites, white policemen. You know that is if you're behaving the 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 white church should take up issues like that. Tamir Rice, how many of us? He was a 12 year old African American kid in Cleveland who was playing with a toy gun. How many of us? I grew up playing cops and robbers, running <laughs> around with super soakers. At that time, they didn't have super soakers. but toy machine toy guns. guns. Yeah. yeah. How how many who? <sighs> Any of us We wouldn't want a child shot down And we saw how quick that was on video Those are instances where The quote unquote white church And I don't like to, I hate to generalize mm-hmm. But should speak out mm-hmm. And if if America saw Traditional black pastors Arm in arm In cahoots With white evangelical Christian pastors And leaders Speaking out against these social injustices yeah. and speaking out against abortion, speaking up for the traditional family, America would not know what to do with that. Mm-hmm. I agree. They would not be able to just criticize the white Christians and write them off as racist, mm-hmm. which they do now. That's tend to, tend to be what the mainstream media does. Mm-hmm. Anything that, they, oh, they're just racist, they write them couldn't write them off. And because they would have their black brothers with them and they're speaking up on their behalf on these social justice issues. So I believe unity could be, could occur. I, I believe to. it's a must. If we want to experience the revival that we all as believers yeah. know that this nation needs, I awesome. think that's the only way.
0: That'd be a radical middle. That would be Oh my
1: awesome. gosh. Yeah, it we will, are, it will we be. We're
0: all common ancestors of Adam and Eve. Yep. So you're yep. my brother. Yep. We we exactly loved. Times One blood.
1: Amen. One blood. Amen.
0: Folks, we uh, want to thank our sponsors because without them, without God using our sponsors, we wouldn't be able to to have these different speakers or different coaches and athletes on the air. So we uh, want to thank uh, Jim's Well Drilling. Uh, He's a great man of God, and and he has an office in McCall-In, Boise. And if you need a well drilled on your property, you have some questions about your current well, uh, give Jim a call, and we uh, just appreciate all his support of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. As well as Awakenings Coffee there at Five Mile and Overland. We appreciate their support and uh, supporting FCA. And then Hall and Associates, uh, their financial services here in Boise. And uh, that's uh, Coach Skip Hall. And then uh, Mike Verdon, Auto and RV Sales. We just appreciate all his support. He supports us at our golf tournament every year. And then he helps support this program and getting this on the airways. If you know any of these folks, you you frequent their business, tell them thank you for from us and for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. back.